heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? On the extended three-hour program, Racing Pulse now hones in on the full Victorian race preview. Parrots off track. Will I be getting off the fence and coming down the outside? Uh, Adam Crettenden thinks it might be a Dean Yendall day today. Well, Matt Brown will be hoping... Well, it's Matt Brown day today. Warren Huntley will be hoping that he finds all the winners. So everyone's hoping today. How are you, Warren? Yeah, I'm hopeful at this stage, mate. Exactly right. Are you uh, up there today? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm in the studio for Racing.com today, so covering the meeting, but from uh, from the Dockland studio. What do you make of uh, the Ararat meeting today? A pretty standard fare for the Monday, the, the Maidens and the 58, so I don't think there's anything to get too excited about. The pattern could be something to keep an eye on. Ararat in general doesn't hurt to be on speed, but when you get the soft six or perhaps a, a bit worse, they can start to edge off, particularly later on in the day, so... I think early in the day won't be a disadvantage to be on speed. That may turn around a little bit with traffic during the day, but not huge field sizes. Yeah, no, I've noticed that it's had a slight personality change even when there's not a wet track up there, where it's not quite as leaderish as it, it was for the previous 20 or 30 years. So early pattern's probably worth keeping an eye on. Uh, I would think so. Yeah, Matty Brown's uh, well engaged today. He might have a little take on the personalities of Ararat. How are you, Matty? I'm very well, thank you. That's good. Uh, happy to be heading up to the rat today? Yeah, I'm happy to just get to the races in general, to be honest. It's been a while uh, since we've had some runners, so it's nice to be uh, on our way. Oh, well, uh, you'll, you'll be clicking your heels as you're driving. You'll have, to, you'll have to get your Google Maps to work out how to get there. Do you yeah. have, have you raced many at Ararat before? Uh, um, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, not, not really often, but, um, yeah, if I've got a few for the right races, we'll head up there. How do you find it, races? I was talking to Warren, and I've spoken to Mark Hunter and others about how, especially today with the the, the a rain affected track, they may be getting off the fence and coming down the uh, closer to the outside than the inside. Is that the way you read how it may race today? Yeah, I think every time I've gone to Ararat, that's how it's ended up. Um, yeah, I'd say it'd be no different today. Obviously, they they raced there only a few weeks ago. I think it was, and it, it seemed pretty good that day. But obviously, yeah, we've had a, a fair bit of rain, so I'd be assuming the inside will be. Cutting out as the day gets on and getting down the outside. You've got an interestingly named debutante called One Sided Love in race one. What's the story with the uh, the naming of One Sided Love? Um, it's got something to do with the dam's name, I believe. Um, Moon Song. It's something to do with a, a band or a song or something or other. I'm, I'm told. So um, yeah, that's, that's as much as I know. By better than ready, they tend to get through a bit of cut in the track. Uh, what are you expecting from One Sided Love today? Yeah, no, she's shown us at home that she appreciates the um, yeah the cut out of the track, so um, the ground certainly shouldn't be a problem for her. She's been a very straightforward filly, to be honest. She, she does everything right. Um, yeah, she, she's pleased us in all her work and her trials. So, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's obviously hard to know with obviously the majority of the field as, as first starters, but, um, yeah, look, I believe that she, she's definitely shown us enough at home that she could definitely be fighting the finish out today. Yeah, it sounds like you um, you feel that you're taking a precocious enough runner to the races today. Yeah, correct. Like I, I had her in a band cell, uh, was a week or so ago, and she she drew wide there, and I thought I'd just save her because she she probably is yeah she, she is a chance of sort, of sort of getting a result first up. So I didn't want to waste her from the wide gate. Um, yeah, she's drawn low today, so hopefully race one that um, yeah, shouldn't be a problem. And race two with Hurricane Katut, who's drawn barrier one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. The other two drew wide and the, the first two drew low, so it's probably in our favour, hopefully, today. But, um, yeah, he's, he's probably a little bit annoying um, 
for him because he kicked off his prep in, in good style and um, yeah, we just sort of had a virus wipe us out, so they all sort of had a bit of a let up and he's probably not at peak fitness like he should be going second up, but um, yeah, like he's going to improve whatever he does today, but yeah, hopefully he's uh, close enough to the mark to uh, yeah to be going close in that field today. All right, you've got a resumer in race three. You spent a bit of time in Tassie and you've found one here by uh, Alpine Eagle who stands down there. First up, catch a break, uh, race three. What are we expecting? Yeah, he's a nice horse. His, his biggest downfall is probably his brain. Um, he can get a little bit hot and wind himself up and then just yeah, probably be a bit of a nuisance to himself. But he's a horse that we, we quite like. He's just sort of taking a while for the penny to drop and put it all together. Um, yeah, like... Uh, it's probably tricky from the wide draw where he's going to end up. Um, but, yeah, like he's definitely showing us that he's got more than enough ability to be knocking a maiden off pretty quickly, whether it's today, I'm not sure. But um, he's, he's, his ability-wise, he's certainly good enough to be winning if, if everything went his way. That's a turn of phrase that has been applied many times over many years to many people. Uh, about the biggest downfall being his brain. So, yeah. good to see. That's an Alpine Eagle trait too, isn't it? They're a fickle breed. Yeah, typical high chap. Um, unfortunately, he throws that through to uh, yeah majority of the the size blame. But uh, yeah, look, I, I'm sure the penny will drop with him. He he has been improving, you know, each prep. And um, yeah, as I say, if he had a softer draw today, then I'd probably be going there, you know, relatively confident. But yeah, if, if everything goes his way, he'll um, he'll run a really good race. All right, and she's pretty rich in race seven. Yeah, lugged the weight. Uh, when she drew the wide gate, I thought it might be a little bit tricky to, to put a kid on and expect a, a good ride from there. So I thought we'll lug the weight with the senior. Um, and those 58, they sort of they're pretty compressed in the weight, so you're not often giving uh, too much to majority of the field. Although they they are carrying a big weight. Um, yeah, look, she's obviously probably shouldn't be running around in a 58 at our rap, but she likes wet ground. So I thought we'll uh, we'll just take her up there, kick her off on um, their wet ground, and hopefully we can get a result with it. Two-hour break between race three and race seven. Any any plans for that? Um, yeah, yeah, I might have a little kip in the car, I reckon, while the, the boys can watch the horses while I have a kip. Good plan. Hey, uh, good luck today. <laughs> so, uh, sounds like you're going to be disappointed if you don't, if one or two don't bring home some sort of a check today. Yeah, oh, look, yeah, they, they should all be running well. If we, yeah, if we get a result with a couple of them, happy days. It'll make the drive home uh, a little bit easier. Good on you, Matty. Good luck. Uh, thank you, mate. Matt Brown there. Warren, back to you. Uh, it's, it, it's a soft six at the moment. I think the weather's passed, so that might be it for the day. The scratchings are one, three, five, and six in race one. Oso Vane, Leo, um, Liam Howley, Jason Maskeel, $3 fixed odds favourite, uh, number eight here. Uh, $6.50 for no cash here. Daniel Bowman, Declan Bates, number four. $3.40 road to recovery. Uh, number 10, and the runner for Matty Brown, one-sided love, is $3.70. So, gee, they spec some debutants here, haven't they? They have, and so much to learn here. Matty, we're on rain-affected ground, and, and uh, they're all on debut. So um, the, the ones that had race experience aren't lining up. So plenty to learn. I'm leaning to the horse from the Matty Brown stable, one-sided love, like what I've seen from her. The jump-outs, nine, head of eight, Oso Vane, who... Looks to be a bit of a, a runner. I wouldn't be surprised to see her push forward, but race day pressure is obviously different to, to jump outs and trials. But she looks to have a, a bit of precociousness uh, about her. Seemed to ride the speed under a pretty light riding in a recent jump out. Made an offer, conversely, was strong through the line in the most recent jump out I've seen there. And road to recovery shown up for, for Lindsay Smith also at the jump outs. And 
early in the day low draws could be a positive, particularly for inexperienced horses. Nine, eight, two, ten. Nine, eight, two, and ten over the race two. This is an eleven hundred metre maiden. Scratchings are four, eight, and ten. Punters expect Dean Yendel to bounce the ball here with Huey for Simon Wild at a dollar ninety-five. Number two. Browns runner though, Hurricane Katut, number three is at three dollars ten, four dollars forty for number seven exceed the dream for Mar Eustace, and then basically write your own ticket. Yeah, I was leaning Hurricane Katut. The gap between runs was a slight query, just thought it might have been kept fresh, but Matty Brown shedding some light there and indicating that fitness might improve with the run today. But I thought that form through charging like a plumber last start and well, attrition, well beaten uh, last preparation, but that's terrific form reference for a maiden. Um, Hurricane Katut, if he's got over that virus and he's fit enough, I think he'll give a great sight from an inside draw. Not seven exceed the dreams, trolled up really nicely to resume for the Mar and Eustace stable. Really interesting addition to the riding ranks here for the, for the Mar and Eustace stable with a, a rider associated with uh, Joseph and Aidan O'Brien. Now to spending some time here. There's been a few false starts with scratchings and abandoned meetings. Mm. Looking forward to seeing the riding here. Huey's been well fancied by the market on a number of occasions. I think he'll push forward from that draw. Got a great winning chance. Tongue tie goes on here. He's been consistent, but I couldn't really make any excuses last start. I'll put six Mighty Fox in as next best who I think will roll forward from that draw. Fitter for one run back from a spell. Three, seven, two, six. 3726 in race two. We've got a Greyhound race at Chip coming up in a couple of minutes, Warren, but we'll have plenty of time to get through Ararat race three, where we're going without six, ten, fourteen, and seventeen. We have a pretty open race here. Two dollars ninety for uh, fixed odds for Chelsea Cube for Nick Ryan, who was pumping it up a wee bit on the radio this morning, so a little bit of a push there. Four dollars twenty for Hell, number seven. Uh, 9.50 Iron Bar, same price for Catch a Break, 7.50 for It's Bruce, but Nick Ryan's is reasonably short here, Chelsea Cube. Nice jump out recently, Matty. I think on those inner tracks at Flemington, if you're out wide and you're holding ground or making ground, it's generally a really good sign. That's what Chelsea Cube was able to do. Gets the blinkers on here for the debut. Two ahead of 12. Falangino, I thought, just ran out of room on debut. From that draw, might be able to settle a little bit closer. Three Iron Bars fit consistent, uh, probably ends up in a forward spot. Blinkers go on, the visor comes off today, and Seven Hell resumes gelded with the blinkers on, so significant gear changes and encouraging jump outs. Two twelve three seven. Two twelve three seven in race three. We've even got time for race four, I think, here, Warren. This is a 2,200-metre maiden. We're going without nothing. The favourite at long odds on for Paddy Payne is another nephew, number six at $1.65. The only other one is Alpine Rocket for Andrew Bobbin at three forty. Which way? I'm leaning another nephew, but I don't want to take short odds. He's busting to win one of these and he strikes a, a suitable race, but yeah, I wouldn't be taking short odds. Alpine Rocket looks the main danger, as the market suggests. Chased pretty well last start. The winkers go on. The other one I'd include could improve with the, the winkers off and the blinkers on. Recent jump out for number seven, Call On Me, Valerie, was really encouraging. I'd expect improvement there. I put 11, Slippery CJ, who's got less convictions than most. Lively race horse with the Danny O'Brien stable suited getting up in trip. Six five seven eleven. Six five seven eleven. They're boxing in at Shepparton for race one. We'll go to the track. Then we might take a break and then we'll come back with the quaddy legs at Ararat. On RSN 927's Racing Polls, the Victorian Form Preview.
Welcome back. Uh, Cracking the Codes is coming up after the Victorian form preview and we've got some lovely greyhound and harness stories from big weekends of harness, a big weekend of harness and greyhound action. Uh, let's get the quality of our rat first. Race five is for the three-year-olds. Benchmark 58, 2200 metres. Scratchings are four and nine. Uh, Adam Cretner was very keen on privileged son, number one, at $1.95. Uh, Crux, number three, is at $8, part owned by Rick McIntosh. Walk in the Woods is $9.50. Rapino, $8. Ripple Effect, $7.50. And Lucky Jackson uh, for Berkey is at $11. One out, Warren, or wider in the first thing of the quad? Oh, I'm going wider, Matty, but he's my top selection. I think particularly with Remix coming out, it looks a good race for Privileged Son, who's third up. I think the rising distance suits. He worked home nicely last start. So really nice option for Privileged Son. One ahead of 10 Lucky Jackson. I wouldn't be surprised to see a slightly more proactive ride. Third up. Hit the line okay at Donald last start after just being back in the field and, and having to come wide. So I think Lucky Jackson's probably one you want to include at just in the double-figure odds. Seven Ripple Effect. I, I was a fan of what she did early in her career here in Australia and her run in New Zealand was solid. She's Taken a while to, to get back into something like that four, maybe around this distance range is what she's looking for now. She's had runs in the range and she gets the winkers on, so she may improve. And six, Rapinoe's got to be a slight query at the trip, but I'm trusting Peter Chow, nice and fit, probably the right time to try, and Reese McLeod might be able to get Rapinoe into a spot where at least she gets every chance to, to run the trip. But one was the one to beat, one some insurance in the quaddy. One ten seven six. All right, one ten seven six for Warren. Now we go skinny again. This is race six. This is going without the numbers two five ten eleven twelve dollar seventy five. Cassini, Mar Eustace, first up. Number seven, $6, Albanian wrestler, last start winner. Uh, number six, uh, same price as Easy J, number three, and then just slightly out to six fifty. Hey Joe, is this a Blanca? Taking one other as a bit of insurance, Matty, I was a lot keener at the black odds that were available post-scratchings, but just continue to trim up as the morning's gone on. I think she had a productive first racing preparation. She's been trialling up really well at the jump-outs to get back to the races and I, I think this is the right race for Cassini to kick off who's handled rain affected ground previously so clearly the one to beat for me seven ahead of three easy J, who was probably a fraction plain last start but the overall form's been good has been placed on soft ground and a winner on heavy which is a positive six Albanian rest oh, that was an outstanding ride to, to just be nailed to the rail and get through and win at Mortlake last start. Um, probably a slightly different scenario in terms of a tougher race here, but has a similar scenario in terms of being able to get to the rail. And Hey Joe gets the wider draw here, but there was plenty of merit in that win at Ararat. So importantly, a horses for courses track was able to win here. Scratchings have made the task a bit easier from the barrier, but just a, a tougher grade of race and it all unfolded well to, to be able to break through last start. Seven, I think, should win ahead of three, six and one. Seven, three, six and one over to race seven, 1,300 metres. Um, here we have the scratchings of four, five, 11, 12, 13, 15 and 16. $3.20 favourite, Matty Brown again. He looking for a good day today, Matty Brown. is She's pretty rich. $3.50 for Lady of Light, number two. Kodiak, number one, is at $4.80. $7.50, Lady Aradine, and $7 for Supreme Thunder. Happy to be with Kodiak, number one, each way here. But 
top of the page numbers one, two and three, I think, the, the way that we secure this league of the quaddy. Kodiak's been consistent right throughout his career. He did take a while to break through, but then he put back-to-back wins on the board. I think kicking off at 1,300 metres, although he hasn't won first up, he's run well um, on a couple of occasions first up without winning. He's trolled up nicely to resume, gets the claim for Luke Cartwright. Probably want to keep an eye on the pattern by this stage of the day because I think he'll be in a, a forward enough position. One ahead of two, Lady Alight, who also gets the claim. She's got that recent racing under the belt. She's pretty rich. I'd bat it up for her in stronger races than this. Uh, you know, she's been placed behind Party for One, which is a fantastic form reference for, for this grade of race. Gets the tongue tie on. She's trialled up well first up. She'll be hitting the line strongly. And six, Gamut Alnick might be next best, but I do think the winner's in the top three. One, two, three, six. One, two, three, six. Uh, race eight is over 1,600 metres. It's the last race on the program. The scratchings are 12, 13 and 15. $3.80 fixed odds favourite stardom awaits. Number six, this is Yendall and Williams, second up. $4.60 unfair dismissal, number two. $9 for eight shouts with an apostrophe at the end of it, bizarrely. One reason, number four is at $4.40. $12 Muppet, and that's about it. Fortunately for Dave Noonan and, uh, and the connections, they left the horse in here after planning to run at Kilmore yesterday. A lot of people think as soon as a horse is scheduled to run on on a day that should be scratched from the next day. But as we've seen, things can evolve during the course of the day. So keeping that option open until the horse had actually run was a smart piece of thinking for the Noonans and unfair dismissal, I think, can run well. Here with the claim for uh, just Booth, four kilos off, somewhere on the speed. We'll have an indication of the pattern by this stage of the day. Two for me at a 4-1 reason who's fit consistent. I think when I was doing the form, thinking unfair dismissal was going to run yesterday, that that was a, a good option for one reason, to get another win on the board, but I think the race is stronger with the inclusion of unfair dismissal. 11, Pafane gets the blinkers on here. He's going okay, and uh, I think Linda Meach riding for, for Matty Raymond, a pretty potent combination, and I thought was one of the other key winning hopes, and I'm including number six, Stardom Awaits, who I thought ran well enough first up the rising distance suits, and if they are starting to run on by this stage of the day, that will suit stardom awaits. Two four eleven six. Two four eleven six in the last. Sounds like we're going to need a, a few things to go slightly the other way to get a good bit of value out of the quaddy Warren with the backup runners. But what about the quaddy, and what about the best way to play the, the meeting as a whole? I think the best is race six, number six, Cassini, who has trimmed up from the black odds that were available post scratchings. Hard to find value, but I thought race seven, number one. Kodiak, close to the each-way quote, represented as close to value as I could find. Quaddy first leg, taking one, ten, seven, and six. Just numbers seven and three in the second leg. One, two, and three in the third leg. Coming home with numbers two, four, eleven, and six. Player of the day going to take a daily double, so trimming up effectively the second and the last legs of the quaddy, taking seven, one out in the first leg of the daily double. Race six into numbers two, four, and eleven in race eight, the last league. Excellent work, Warren. Have a good day. Thanks, Matty.